I mean, come on. What else can you say? I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710 each and every week here on the home of world football in Southern California, the home of the black and gold and the home of Carlos Vela. I mean, what else can be said about this incredible Mexican international? He is on fire, but he's not just on fire. He's just great. He's not good. He's great. He is a great soccer player, and he proved it again. Yes, LAFC go up and take on an inferior San Jose Earthquakes team, but Carlos Vela put in a Player of the Week performance. He wins the Player of the Week. A hat trick, his first with LAFC. If you didn't hear it right here on ESPN LA 710, you missed it. You missed out because he has just been that good. Also added an assist, oh, by the way, for the fifth goal as LAFC stormed past the San Jose Earthquakes 5-0, and it just keeps getting better and better for Carlos Vela. Six goals now, three assists in five games this year. And all of that after being hacked down 16 times already. To the credit of San Jose, which may be to the detriment of the Earthquakes, they only fouled him once. Now, the referee can't call every foul, right? So, But man, Carlos Vela has been being abused physically and still going off on teams. Well, San Jose tried to play him straight up man v. man, and yeah, that didn't work. Seven shots, three of them on goal. All of them hit the back of the net when they were on goal. And he chipped in an assist to the Diego Rossi to make it 5-0. He is on fire. 20 goals, 16 assists for Carlos Vela in 33 MLS games. So that's like a full season now. Because remember, he missed a few games last year for World Cup and the like. So, you know, he played in most... I mean, he played in 28 out of 34. So it's not like he didn't wasn't around, but... 27 goals responsible for in 28 games last year, right? 14 goals, 13 assists. Already has nine, a goal, six goals, three assists in five. He's responsible for more than a goal a game. I mean, it's just sick in his MLS career, and it's getting better and better because he's learning his teammates even more now. They're more comfortable with him. But Carlos Vela just time and again gets it done. Now, this game against San Jose worried me, I got to admit. Now, yeah, I'm a bit of a worrier when it comes to playing a team that's really wounded, like San Jose was coming in. They were 0-3, had been outscored like 10, I think it was what, 10-2 to 2 or something like that? 9-2 to 2 coming into the game? So you're worried, right? They always get up to play an L.A. team, whether it's the Galaxy or LAFC, and you just don't know. They're going to win a game at some point. You don't want to be the first. Well, LAFC took care of business. Early in the game, it was, what, ninth, eighth, ninth minute. Daniel Vega comes out, absolutely whiffs off his line, out of the penalty area. The keeper whiffs on a ball, and Vela will not score an easier goal, as I said in the broadcast, as he walked it into the back of the net. But that was just the beginning. An unreal goal for the second of the match. Eduardo Tuesta hitting Steven Betashore, and a beautiful run from Beta. As he tucked inside, the uh, defender kept him on his hip and then scored with a pass from a Tuesta that was pinpoint perfection. Edward Atuesta is playing MLS best 11 level this year. Without a doubt. Now we know Carlos Vela's lighting up the stats. Edward Atuesta has been unreal good. Like he was good last year, no question. I mean, Edward Atuesta had a very nice season. Struggled with a few injuries here and there, but he was really good. He's been great this season. Not good. Great. And that's why LAFC is 4-0-1 along with Vela. 
And everybody's playing well. There was no one who had a bad game against San Jose, clearly. Second goal came with the Betasher goal. The back-breaking goal, though, and it was fully deserved the way LAFC were playing because they were merciless, was that goal right before the half. Mario, let's listen in. This was another team goal by LAFC. Miller will throw it down the sideline to Jordan Harvey. Good flick on header by Dio. Making the run here is Rossi. Crosses it in. The shot. Goal, LAFC! Carlos Vela does it again! In the third minute of stoppage time, Rossi to Vela. It's 3-0! Diego Rossi with the assist. Carlos Vela with another goal. His fifth of the season. And LAFC have broken this wide open here at the death of the first half. Yeah, back backbreaker goal right there. That was the game, 3-0, but LAFC wasn't done, of course. And, you know, it took a little bit to get started in the second half again. San Jose came out trying to fly around a little bit more. Really meant nothing. It was kind of like much ado about nothing, chicken with your head cut off running around. But it took LAFC a little bit of time to settle in. Right in around the 60th minute, they really started to settle in. Then a few minutes later, Vela scored as good a goal as you could possibly see. Beta short, right at the edge of the 18. Beta, back to Atuesta. To Vela with one touch. Out to Beta. Beta's cross in towards the six. Knocked down by Kashia and cleared only as far as Beta short again. 25 yards from goal. Off to Vela. Vela going to put it on his left foot. The shot. Goal! The curling shot from Vela from 22. And it's a hat trick for Carlos Vela. A spectacular hit in the 66th minute. It has made it 4 now. Oh, what a goal! Are you kidding? I can't believe that one! No, that was shocking. That a team's going to let him the space right there. He has been living in that spot in MLS. And he made them pay. It was un- unbelievable, the curl on that ball. The bend on it. Vela knew as soon as it left his foot. He knew. And he just turned around and celebrated his first hat trick. And just a couple minutes later, made one of the nicest touches you'll ever see on a ball that dropped right into the path of Diego Rossi, making the diagonal run in front of him into the 18. That was another stellar goal. This time, Vela on the assist, and Rossi scored. But it's just such team football. Dismembering San Jose. Now, if we turn to the earthquakes, they're bad. I mean, they are historically bad. I mean, they only won four games last year out of 34. I don't know where they're going to find a win right now. I really don't. Matias Almeida is a good coach, had real success with Chivas, right? I mean, the Argentine is, knows what he's doing, but yikes, the roster, it's just not fitting with what he wants to do. I think they need to make a few different choices. Chris Wondolowski's chasing Landon Donovan's record. He's only a goal behind. Maybe he needs to start chasing that from the bench in terms of coming in as a late sub when you need it. I think Danny Hooson is the answer up there in terms of if, if the question is Wondolowski or Hooson. I'm not saying that's going to be the answer for all that ails San Jose. I like Vaco. I like some of the talent San Jose has. Their back line is a mess. Some of that is related to how they're playing, mind you, but they're a mess. Two goals in four games. They've given up 14 goals. But you have to take advantage of those teams, right? When you got a team down, you got to go out and, and put your your stamp on the game right from the jump, and LAFC did. But Matias Almeida and San Jose, San Jose, look, there are things I know. There are a few jobs in sports that I know I can do, n- without a doubt, based on historical evidence. 
right? These are jobs I know I can do in sports. Even though I don't have the experience for it, I've only been a talk show host and you know media guy. President of the New York Knicks. General manager of the San Jose Earthquakes. And NBA referee. I know I can do those jobs based on historical evidence. I'm, I'm just automatic. San Jose's got to fix it and fast. D.C. United up next for LAFC. This is going to be a game. Ho-ho! Oh, if you're looking for the carbon copy of LAFC in the Eastern Conference, well, hello, D.C. United. 3-0-1. They just gave up their first goal of the season against Orlando. That is going to be a game. I look forward to seeing that one. Wayne Rooney, Luciano Costa, Stephen Birnbaum in the back, Bill Hamid, fantastic goalkeeper of this, and you're going across the country to D.C., that is going to be some work for LAFC. You can hear it right here on ESPN LA. It is going to be a great game. I cannot wait for Saturday to make the call on that one. Oh, loads of fun that will be. LA Galaxy had a lo- loads of fun against Portland in their game on uh, the weekend. Galaxy get another win. They're 3-1-0. So three wins, a loss, not bad. Much better than last season. They're playing a little better defensively, but they're and they're not lighting it up offensively yet. Zlatan gets a couple of PKs. They were deserved. Don't tell me. I know Portland. Oh, they got, they got robbed. I'm like, no, those were penalties. And Zlatan made good on it from the spot. He's red hot. No surprise. He's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He did take a bit of a knock there. They, one of the defenders, I think it was Claude Dielna maybe, stepped on his foot when I was, you know, and he went down hard. That was legit. Stepped right on the top of his toes. But the Galaxy looking good at nine points from four. And they're right in the thick of it in the uh, a very tough Western Conference. If Houston's going to play this way all year, and if Dallas continues to do what Dallas does in regular season, Sporting Kansas City has the one loss to LAFC, but they're really tough. I mean, that is a loaded Western Conference. Well, the Galaxy are right in it. They go to Vancouver to take on our dear friend, Mark Dos Santos. Now, Vancouver has yet to get a win. They've got three losses and a draw, but that draw just came in their last game, and it was a nil-nil with Seattle, and it was a good game. The Sounders' offense had been red hot, and Vancouver shut them down. So, Marco Santos knows what he's doing. He's got to find more goals from that team, and that's a Friday night affair in Vancouver. That'll be a tough task. That'll tell me a lot about the Galaxy, actually. To go up in the road... Again, Zlatan may be nursing a little bit of that knock. I, I will learn an awful lot about LA Galaxy in that game. Now, you say, well, Denholm, Vancouver's got one. Well, they're on the rise a bit. Now, I'm not saying, look, they're not meteoric rise here. Dos Santos has a lot of work to do, and he knows it. But he's the kind of manager who get the work done, and he knows the Galaxy. He knows this league. He is a student of the game, to be sure. Uh, Guillermo Barrascoloto doing pretty well. You know, it's amazing when you hire the right people. Dennis DeClosa, Scalotto, this is a quick turnaround for the Galaxy if they can continue down this path. Oh, it's going to be fun in the, oh man, the game. I wish they, I wish the, oh, I wish that L.A. Derby was coming sooner. I just hope everybody gets healthy and stays healthy so we can have those games coming up later in the season. I cannot wait. Can't wait to talk to this man, Bob Bradley, the LAFC manager. He's coming up next. Stay right here. We've got the black and gold breakdown coming up later, plus talking a little bit of uh, UEFA Champions League quarterfinals. All of that in stoppage time. Still to come. We're rolling on. 
Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You can follow me there. That is the official, I guess, Twitter handle of Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710. ESPN LA 710, I am Dave Dunham hanging out with you. And joining me right now is the manager of the Black and Gold, LAFC, Bob Bradley. Bob, thanks so much for taking the time. Congratulations on a big victory on the road. Anytime you can get three points on the road, it is a massive win. And, Bob, i got to tell you, that is as comprehensive of a victory as I've seen from LAFC for a while. Talk a little bit about the effort your team put in up in San Jose. Thanks, Dave. Uh, we're excited. Uh, San Jose still plays in a way where they go very tight man-to-man, and I think we did a good job of understanding what the game would look like. Uh, we got some very good attacking movements, uh, so it's always great to score goals and, and take three points uh, away from home. Do you feel like maybe you caught Matias Almeida's side at the right time? They still got a lot of work to do. He is a great manager, but they just haven't yet gelled. Do you think maybe you caught him at the right time on the schedule? That might be true. Anytime a new manager comes in, it takes time to uh, put in his system, and I know that they're still working on it. Yeah, it's absolutely true. But to LAFC, you can take nothing away from the black and gold, Bob. Uh, Carlos Vela, I mean, what else can be said here about this guy? Uh, you've talked about it since the day he came into uh, the organization, that he had to be this type of player, and he is. He's that kind of talisman for the black and gold. Uh, he can't, can he do any more, really, for this club? He's played so well, and uh, obviously he's fun to watch, and uh, he sets the standard for everybody else on the team. So uh, excited that he's off to a great start, but uh, uh, he knows that the idea is to keep pushing him forward. Well, you are getting good performances all over the pitch. How important was it to keep the uh, clean sheet for the first time this year, Bob? That's important. Certainly we feel like defensively we're making improvements every week, Mm -hmm. uh, and and now when you can – have shutouts, and it's a way of uh, reinforcing the good work. Uh, we turn our attention to D.C., which I'm sure your attention has been on, because they're also unbeaten with one draw from their four matches, finally got scored upon for the first time. Why have they been so tough to break down, Bob? They defend very well as a team. They're organized. They get uh, numbers behind the ball, uh, and, and they've worked very hard to uh, stay compact and, and not allow much space. You know, we all know about Wayne Rooney, certainly, but uh, Luciano Costa kind of came out, for me, not out of nowhere, but he really caught the attention of everyone when PSG was interested. Certainly that's going to get everybody's attention, but can you talk a little bit about what he brings to the pitch to help Rooney and this D.C. side? Acosta's so quick, uh, yeah. good with the ball, yep. uh, and able to get away from defenders to, to find ways to make plays so his quickness and his comfort level on the ball those are things that you have to try to contain and Benny Olsen one of the uh, I guess the most established coaches in MLS it's not an easy profession Bob you could tell me that more than I can tell you certainly but uh, talk a little bit about the, the kind of style that Ben likes to play and what what he is as a manager I think Benny's teams play uh, in the same way that that Benny played as a player they they compete hard mm-hmm. and uh Certainly, as they've added some guys like Wayne Rooney, who also have that kind of mentality, I think it just shows in in their efforts every week. And, Bob, what about the uh, traveling crowd? I know we've talked about the 32-52 and your home crowd so often helping this team. But to see what went on in San Jose, that had to be really uplifting. That was awesome. They took it to a new level. And uh, 
every one of us was just blown away by the the support, the passion, um, the idea that we're all in this together. We talk about it over and over, but they, they showed up and they proved it again. I will end with this. I think I know the answer, Bob, but all your players now are doing podcasts. When is the Bob Bradley podcast going to drop? Uh, I do one with my uh, children and my wife and uh, my mom and dad all the time, but uh, it's, it stays in the house. <laughs> I thought that might be the answer, Bob. Thanks so much for taking the time. Bob Bradley, manager of LAFC, as they are off to a great start. They look to continue that against D.C. Good luck. Thanks, Dave. Bob Bradley, manager of LAFC, taking a few minutes here on Soccer Weekly to drop by as they get ready to go all the way across country here to take on D.C. in a tough trip, and he said it. They defend as a team for the first time this season they were broken down in their last game. First goal they gave up. Now, they were already up 2-0 against Orlando on the road and beat Orlando on the road. Anytime you get a win on the road, as I mentioned, I don't care if it's San Jose, Orlando, or facing LAFC at the bank, or going down and taking on the Galaxy at Dignity Hell Sports Park, or going across the country to D.C., anytime you can get a win on the road, it's big. And they got a win on Sunday, day after LAFC's victory, so D.C. stayed unbeaten. Their only blemish, blemish, is the same as LAFC's, a draw at NYCFC. DC's, D.C. did it the week before LAFC did with a nil-nil, and then, of course, LAFC played that 2-2 game with New York City, but... They're, they look very comparable. RSL got drubbed, losing a couple of players to red cards against D.C., a 5-0 win for D.C. in that one. D.C. took advantage of Atlanta United, who was still kind of had the hangover from last season and the Champions League this early campaign and, and beat them in the first game of the season at home, 2-0. And as I mentioned, the draw, and then they got the win at Orlando. So they're a game behind in the sense of how many they played. But yeah, he's absolutely right. Bob's absolutely right talking about how D.C. will defend as a club. Now, they did have a, a bit of a blow in that game. The one thing that it, it, that we got to keep our eyes on is Joseph Mora, tough Costa Rican defender, really starting to come into his own, I think. And he took a real shot to the head. It was bad enough. I think he maybe even had jaw surgery. He might have even broken his jaw or something like that. He's going to be out for a while. And... You know, obviously that's a blow. You never want to see anybody get injured. He was playing really good football, I thought. And and certainly it will be a tough loss for D.C., but they have a very good roster that they have built in anticipation of moving into Audi uh, Field. If you have not seen Luciano Acosta play, the the 24-year-old Argentine, I, I, there are so many players in the league that you know of, of course, and you want to watch. Wayne Rooney, Zlatan, Carlos Vela. Diego Rossi, Dio, of course, we know the names. But then there's a guy like Luciano Acosta who comes in from Boca Juniors. He's been there a few years, but man, has he really started to take off as a player. Now, he had some good years with D.C. Came over in 2016, three goals, 11 assists. Next year, five goals, five assists. But remember, D.C. was struggling as a team, and he never really got to kind of shine on the national stage. Then last season, he exploded. 10 goals, 17 assists. PSG, yes, that PSG, desperately wanted him. He went over, it was almost seconds away from being a done deal, and it fell apart. This guy is no fluke. He's going to pull the strings for DC in the midfield and and attacking with Wayne Rooney. This is not going to be a fun game. 
well, it will be a fun game to watch, but it's not going to be a fun game for either back line as they try to maintain the momentum they've been building. And really, LAFC didn't have a shutout until this fifth game, but they've been playing really good defensively. I always say it in every sport, right? If you score a lot, you're going to give up points or goals. It's, it's just, that is the way it is. If you're a team like, you know, there's a few years ago, well, many now, right? The Lakers under Phil Jackson for a while. People started to think, oh, look at the defense. They give up so many points. They were scoring a ton every night. When you score in the NBA, you're going to give up points. You're not beating everybody by 25 a night. If you're an offensive juggernaut, yeah, you can play good D and still give up points just because of the way the game flows. That's just the NBA. Well, it's the same in soccer. Oftentimes, if you're going to be willing to go out and score three or four, you're not going to get shutouts every game. You'll pick up some, of course. LAFC is plenty good to do that. DC certainly is. Already with three shutouts. And Bill Hamid's one of the best goalkeepers in the world in terms of like for not being known on the world stage. Like one of the, one of the most unsung, let's say that. I shouldn't say best. But he is very good. And I know we know him here in America, of course. But I think he should be way more of a threat for the U.S. national team. That's how good Bill Hamid is. But you also have to remember that his defense is tough. Oh, Steve Birnbaum's playing at a great level. Plus, he can score. He did that against Orlando. They have a very good roster. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be a tough game. I can't wait to call it. I'm already doing a little studying, getting ready. Cannot wait for this one. And it'll be right here on ESPN LA. Just going to be a a really good game. And You know, look, it's one of those games... We've seen enough of both teams in the sense that we're already four or five games in. You start to get a feel. Not that it's the end-all, be-all. Certainly teams can turn it on or hit rough patches, which every team, it seems, in MLS does throughout the year. It's a long season. But these are the kind of games where you can look at and go, okay, we're learning something from this game. Now, what did we learn from the San Jose game? We learned that the earthquakes are really bad. We already knew that. But we learned it. We, we, we resubmit. We were... I guess re-emphasize that. And we learned that LAFC is taking care of business this year. They're not messing around. You heard Bob talk about it. They were ready to go. Crucial. As this season plays out. They have to be. Week in, week out. I think that's one of Bob Bradley's biggest tasks as manager. Is to keep this team razor sharp focused. They have the talent. They have the ability. They have the drive. They know what they need to do because of the disappointment of last year flaming out so early in the playoffs. But it's just keeping that razor-sharp focus, practice in, practice out, every day, not just every game. So far, so good. Very few missteps for LAFC. And I said it in the broadcast on Saturday when they beat San Jose. Nobody played bad. There was nothing to point at where you could say, well, no, it was dominance. wasn't even really fair. Hey, uh, we've talked a little bit about that uh, game, certainly uh, San Jose perspective, and a lot about LAFC in the first segment. If you miss anything of the show, you can podcast it. Don't forget, you go to podcast, go to iTunes, go to the podcatcher, go to ESPN's Pod Center, search for Soccer Weekly, subscribe, rate, and review, please. It helps. If you love soccer content, where else are you getting it here in Southern California from a radio station as monstrous as ESPN LA? Nowhere. Support it. Listen to the show. Tell your buddies. 
your friend at the office. She loves football. Tell her about it. Tell her about the podcast. That dude that you have a beer with every now and again, you've been buddies with since high school, tell him. And then uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast for yourself as well. And uh, feel free, if you hate me, give me a bad review. That's fine. But if you love me, you know, which you do, give me a review as well. I appreciate it. We always appreciate the support. There's no doubt about it. And it has been massive here at ESPNLA and from you, most importantly. So uh, that's the Soccer Weekly Podcast. comes out virtually right after the show each and every week. Hey, stick around. we got Black and Gold Breakdown. Jordan Harvey going to join us. Got the LA Care injury report, the cha- a little bit of Champions League. Maybe we'll talk. You wait for Champions League quarterfinals coming up next week. That and so much more still rolling on. This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. This is ESPN LA seven ten. We roll on here on Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA seven ten each and every week here on the home of world football. Joining me now is defender for LAFC, manning that left back spot. So far, so good. For the black and gold, still unbeaten, to in large part to this man. Jordan Harvey joining me. Jordan, hey, uh, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Thank you for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. Well, a great start for the black and gold. I mean, there's nothing you could say other than it has been a great start. We are going to go ahead and go right now into the black and gold breakdown. One, two, three, breakdown! It's the black and gold breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this right now. Jordan, uh, let's take a look at this match. First of all, going back to San Jose before we look forward. Uh, it, it To me, I was worried. I'm not going to lie. Not because of what, you know, LAFC had done during the season. Or anything, but you never know when you got a team that's winless, right? you got to be careful. And San Jose certainly played you guys tough last season. And they're looking for that first win under a new manager. But you guys came out really focused. Was that a part of the plan in the sense of you got to be careful of a winless team coming into this match? Not just a winless team. I think given uh, the way our preseason game went yeah. against them, yep. um, we ended up losing the preseason game. So it was almost like uh, another level of uh, preparation and intensity that kind of derived from that loss. So it was almost a blessing in disguise that we did that. It kind of uh, kind of kicked us into gear to start the season, and then we knew not to take them lightly uh, going into this game on the road. Well, you were a big part of the goal that I believe really sealed the deal, although it obviously got worse for San Jose and better for you in the second half. But that goal at the end of the first half was a backbreaker. And those are the kind of goals that LAFC, you guys score. You don't stop, and you were looking for that third goal. Talk us through the goal, starting with Tyler, looking for you, finding you with the long throw, and then talk through it there. Yeah, um, Tyler kind of looked off Mark, who was in the middle of the field, and kind of gave like a no-look uh, little swing pass to me, and the defender was closing. I took a good touch forward and found Dio. I thought I hit a little bit high, but um ended up being a better pass than I thought it was because he was able to just flick it on to Diego, and uh, Diego kind of just nice little pass in, just how you drew it up. So it was a great goal. Um, we had had a few chances before that, and those are always dangerous because when you miss some chances like that, um, sometimes teams get back in the game through one way or another. And so we needed that third goal. And to get that before half was really one of those backbreakers, like you said. And so um, going into the second half, we knew if we just controlled the game, we could see it out and uh, they would be pushing forward. And we got forward and five. So it was a, it was a great, great game for us um, on the road to, to start that first road trip season. 
And with that goal, if the, you know they give out secondary assists very, very, very tightly in MLS. But if they would have given out third assist, you would have had one of that goal. It was certainly worthy because the play was just magnificent. And it was a team goal, Jordan. That's what you guys are doing a lot more of, it seems, scoring these team goals where you're just absolutely wearing down the opposition. Yeah, and I think I've been on here before, and it's just building on what we uh, established last season. It's, it's on the same principles and the same ideas, and um, most importantly, playing with a lot of the same players so that we can build on our relationships. And so you're seeing that kind of come to fruition. It's still very early in the season. Um, this next game is probably our biggest test, um, a team that I feel is one of the best in the league, and we're going to be going into their house, and so it'll be a really uh, fun and exciting game. Well, we will talk about that. We're talking with Jordan Harvey, defender for LAFC here on the Black and Gold Breakdown here on ESPN LA 710. This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, joined by Jordan. And Jordan, before we do the D.C. real quick, did you see how pumped Bob was in the moment for that third goal right before the half? <laughs> yeah, those are ones that, as a as a group, uh, the players, almost on the field sometimes you, you think about it, that we'll definitely be seeing that one next week in video. Um, we we break down teams before and after, and so uh, early in the week we watch video on the prior game, and we knew that one would definitely be on there because, like you said, it's a total team goal starting from the back all the way to the front. The movement was great. The passing was great. And so it's one of those that, you, that like I said, you kind of draw it up and you and uh, we were able to execute it. So, um, you know, Carlos's goal is one that, um, that Bender in the top corner that, it's almost like a video game for him at this point. Yeah. But um, the team goals are kind of the ones that you hang your hat on. Yeah, Carlos, you can't you can't really uh, expect that every week. It, it tends to happen every week, but <laughs> you can't really expect it. So, um, yeah, the, the team goals are the ones that are uh, for the group, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And they have been some very good team goals here for LAFC, starting out 4-0-1, 15 goals so far, just five goals allowed. And, Jordan, you got that clean sheet as you go towards D.C., a team that uh, lives on clean sheets. They've got three shutouts already. What do you expect? I mean, other than, obviously, D.C. United being the best team in the East, so talented, what kind of game are we going to see there on the road at Audi Field? I think it'll be um, a good battle of two teams that like to play, uh, a really entertaining and fluid um, brand of football, and um, they obviously have the talent. They've got the Rooney, the Acosta, who's making headlines. And then they brought in some key players like Rodriguez that is combining really well. Um, and then Ariola on the wing. So they've got a really solid squad. Um, they're playing very well right now. And so we're going to have to go in there and disrupt that. And like I said, I think it'll be an entertaining game because both teams like to play. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we'll see. We'll have that one on Saturday coming up here on ESPN LA. Uh, Jordan, you've got something new going on here uh, called Back to Back. It's a, you know, not to be outdone by Walker Zimmerman. You and Stephen <laughs> Betashore decide, hey, we got to get in on the act here. It's a pod- Tell us a little bit about this podcast that's just about to get going here. Yeah, it's something that for one reason or another we haven't been able to start up. We were talking about it about a year ago, and we were going to do our first one um, in Houston. Uh, but we ended up losing on PKs in dramatic fashion, and so we oh. scratched it that night. And then we were going to just start it up this year, and then, you know, Beta got injured. And so it's just the one thing after the next. And we're just so happy to get this thing launched off. Um, like you said, back-to-back, episode one with uh, John Thorrington, 
and uh, we're just excited to get this thing going. We have a few other guests lined up, and we'll probably try to do it every couple weeks and uh, just have fun with it because that's kind of what I feel like people will be most entertained with is something that we're just having fun with. And, yeah, it, uh, describe it a little bit. And, and getting, yeah, there's a different perspective than uh, most people are able to give. I'm not going to lie to you. John's pretty close to the vest sometimes here. How are you going to, you know, from broadcaster to broadcaster here, Jordan, let's share some secrets. How are you going to drag it out of John Thorrington? You know, I mean, occasionally he's a little tight-lipped. <laughs> I've known John for a very long time, <laughs> and so uh, the stories that we brought up are ones from the past that um, there's no skirting them. So um, it's out there already. Take a listen. Um, it's on all the platforms, LASD. The Inside LFC podcast kind of umbrella has helped us out with launching it. And so, um, yeah, back-to-back, Beta and I are just having fun. And we'll, we'll try to get some really entertaining guests. But first off with Dorrington, he's, he's a guy that can talk and is very entertaining and articulate. And so it was fun to have him as the first one ever. I love that. You can also, uh, they're just starting up on Twitter, obviously, with the podcast, at Harv and Beta. I love that. That's a great uh, Twitter handle as well. Back-to-back. <laughs> With uh, Stephen Betashore and Jordan Harvey, uh, every other week, as you said, right? That's kind of the 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 way it's going, like uh, basically. Yeah, we'll try to pump those out every couple weeks. Um, yeah, and any nice. anything from players on the team, we're going to try to do them on the road after games with opposing players that we probably just went up against, and so that'll be a unique perspective. And then also. Uh, you have broadcasters on? Are you going to have broadcasters on? I'm just saying. I'm absolutely. Not, you know. Absolutely. You, you'll help us out. You'll carry the whole show. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> so that, that would be nice. That would be nice. Um, but, yeah, anybody and everybody uh, kind of connected to that soccer world is, is what we're looking to do. And it's fun stuff from LAFC. It's fun stuff from him, Jordan Harvey, and Stephen Bajor, the right and left back as Jordan uh, patrols that left-back spot for the uh, black and gold, and they've done such a great job so far. Jordan, as always, a pleasure, man. Good luck with it. Have fun. You guys will be great. You don't need any luck on that. You guys will be great. You're so uh, – <laughs> both of them are very personable. I should probably say this when you're off the air. I don't want to kiss up, but I do appreciate you taking the time. Check out the podcast back-to-back with Jordan Harvey and Stephen Bettishore. Jordan, thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to Jordan Harvey, the left-back for LAFC, as they continue – on a great start with a tough task, as he said, going to D.C. United. And, of course, this is the black and gold breakdown here, the home of the black and gold. And we've got that match coming up on Saturday. You will not want to miss it. It is going to be a big one. I cannot wait for the call. And, you know, it's funny. I've been, you know, making these goal calls for Carlos Vela scoring his hat trick and five goals. You heard the team goal earlier with Jordan talking about. We had the call of that one earlier. I've been going crazy on these calls, and why not? The team has been giving me a lot of fodder to work with. You know, sometimes when you're a broadcaster and the team's not very good, it's not that easy. Well, it has been a good and easy ride to broadcast these games. They've been playing so well. We hope that continues, and I don't expect any different as LAFC traveled to a very tough D.C. United side at Audi Field. Check that out. You don't want to miss it on Saturday. I cannot wait. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great matchup. It really is. And uh, you will have it right here on ESPN LA. That is a noon kick, a little afternoon kickoff. Uh, so it'll be uh, just a little bit before then. Uh, right, Mario? What's time? Mario? The great Mario Reese. Can you jump in here a little bit? Uh, what do we got? The pregame? 
half hour before, right? 11.30? 11.30 for the pregame here on ESPN All LA right. 710 and the ESPN app. Beautiful. And uh, it, it is. it promises to be a great game. I really expect, as Jordan said, both teams like to play, which is what you're looking for. Uh, a big schedule, though, starting on Friday in MLS. LA Galaxy get going against Vancouver. That's a, a later game on Friday night. And then NYCFC at Montreal, or Montreal at NYCFC. DC LAFC is the big one. Toronto. This is why I bring it up. They're going to be hosting Chicago. Have you seen Alejandro Pozuelo for Toronto? You probably haven't. He only played one match so far. But I have, you have, Dave. Oh, wow. Holy cow. What a debut, huh? I had to throw this in, Mario. We're not going to spend too much time on it, but oh, what a debut. You're absolutely right. Pozuelo, the uh, Spanish playmaker, comes over from Genk in the Belgian league, right? One of the best players, if not the best player in Belgium. Toronto uh, reportedly paid almost $12 million for him, right? The transfer fee for his contract. That's big money for MLS to pay. And if you're TFC, now they've spent money, right? They lose Sebastian Javinko. He transfers out to uh, Al-Hilal. And so, they didn't, you know, they lost Victor Vasquez. They needed somebody to be that kind of playmaker in the mid. Oh, boy. Now, Michael Bradley can certainly do the job, too. So, Pozuelo just fits right in. But if you have not seen his second goal, first of all, the Penanka penalty was awesome. That was his first goal. The second goal was a chip with his off foot. Dude's not even left-footed. And he chipped Sean Johnson with a left foot that you will watch on loop if you see it. They were both chips, right? Even the PK was a chip. Yeah, the, that uh, right down the middle. He, yeah. he said he was going to do it before he signed supporter. Right when he was signing with the Toronto, he said, and, and he goes out and does it. So, incredible. Hey, Javinko who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great stuff. We still have stoppage time and so much more to get to. I am Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm. Welcome, welcome. If you're just joining us, you can hit the podcast. If you miss anything, at Talk Soccer, search it on iTunes. Head on over to at Talk Soccer on Twitter, I should say. Search it on iTunes, Soccer Weekly, ESPN Pod Center. Subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know. Let us know how you feel, please. Good stuff, as always, throughout the show. we got a lot more to get to, including uh, UEFA Champions League. Coming up next week, we've got the uh, quarterfinals, right? We're down to the final eight. Beginning Tuesday, you got Tottenham hosting Man City. Battle of the uh, Premiership sides. Liverpool takes on Porto in the first leg at Anfield. And then Wednesday, you got Man United hosting Barcelona and Ajax hosting Juventus. Of course, the return legs happen the next week in the opposite days of the Tuesday-Wednesday. So it got me to thinking, you know, everybody's talking about Liverpool, right? Oh, and Man City, what a year they're having. The, the Premiership, four teams into the final eight. It's just loaded. Well, we know one of them's getting knocked out in the Tottenham Man's. Will a premiership team win this competition? That's basically the bottom line. And the answer is no. Now, can they? Well, yeah, anybody can win now. Any one of these eight teams can win the Premier League. You get to the final eight, you're good enough to win. Now, long way to go. Tough. If your Ajax with the draw you have, or Porto taking on Liverpool, or Man United taking on Barcelona, those are tough. Any of the eight teams can win, but none of the four of the Premiership will. Why? It is quite simple. They don't have Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. 
One of them's hoisting the trophy again. Now, that seems simplistic. That Look, it is a team sport. There is no doubt. You need more than one player. I'm not, I'm not insinuating that you don't, but those teams are, have plenty of talent around the two best players I've ever seen in my lifetime with the tip of the cap to Zinedine Zidane. Like of really watching. I go back and watch film of Diego Maradona all the time, right? I go back and watch old YouTube videos of Maradona and Pelé. They're right up there. Johan Cruyff. I, they are. The great Paolo Maldini. These are guys who transcended the game. I get it. Yes. These two are the best I've seen consistently. You know, week in, week out. And there's not... A, I, there's no comparison. They're so much better than like LeBron James is at basketball. It's not even funny. As great as like a guy like LeBron is. Like these two dominate a sport that is very hard to dominate. You can dominate in basketball. Michael Jordan did it. Magic Johnson did it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it. LeBron James has done it. You can dominate in hoop. You can dominate in football if you're Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Very hard to dominate in world soccer just because there's so much talent and it is such a team game. And yet these two just do it week in and week out. Game in and game out. So Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool, Man United, you're not winning. You're not good enough. Now, can they? Yes. Will they? No. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. As we'll uh, get that going, uh, certainly we'll see what happens next week. No question. It's going to be fun. What's not fun sometimes is injuries, but it's something we have to do. It's the L.A. Care Injury Report. At L.A. Care, our mission has always been to provide quality, affordable health care coverage to all Angelinos. For more information, visit lacare.org today. L.A. Care for all of L.A. And we stick around in Los Angeles, certainly. Still uh, issues with Lee Wynn trying to get back. He's got the right soleus strain. Fito Zelaya still working on the same type of thing. Andre Horta missed a game against San Jose. He's got the quad strain. Alejandro Guido's coming back. He had a quad strain, so they're hopefully getting more and more healthy. We'll still wait and see. They really haven't had the entire roster yet. Galaxy, of course, Perry Kitchen with the ankle, but they're getting healthier. We'll have to wait and see a little bit about Zlatan with this with the toe stamp although he did you know continue with that game certainly against Portland and obviously won, had the game winner at the second penalty so uh, galaxy getting a little bit more healthy uh, they did acquire an international roster slot from NYCFC as well for some gam and tam general allocation money and targeted allocation money did LAFC I beg your pardon did L- the galaxy did that and of course they got that game on Friday as I mentioned at BC place against Vancouver. So that that is your LA Care injury report. Time now for our favorite. It is stoppage time. What time is it? It's stoppage time. Yeah, stoppage time. It's stoppage time right now. He is the great producer of this show and of LAFC on ESPN LA. He's also the host of Stoppage Time. Mario Ruiz. Mario, uh, who's winning the Champions League, Mario? Is it Barcelona or Juventus, or do these premiership sides have any chance? I think I'm definitely going with Barcelona, Dave. I like the way they're looking right now. I'm definitely going with Barca. All right. Lionel Messi and Barcelona, uh, Mario's pick. And I don't blame you. Well, it's a good pick. Uh, What do we got for stoppage time, Mario? Dave, you were were talking about LAFC's dominating performance over in San Jose. But I want to talk about one special 
uh, moment. This was Betashore's goal, okay? Betashore, he had a nice goal from another team goal, another nice team goal. Yeah. He went a little something like this on ESPN LA 710. Far side is Rossi trying to dribble around at the edge of the 18. Gets it knocked away momentarily only as far as K to Atuesta. Outside of the area. Atuesta into the area. Great pass. The shot. Goal! LAFC! Steven Betashore sneaks forward. Meets the pass from Edward Atuesta and beats Daniel Vega. It's 2-0. Black and gold. Now, in a conversation with uh, Beta and his pops earlier before that before that game, uh, Beta said, I talked to him before and after every game, and this was the first time he actually said, score a goal for me. <laughs> and as luck has it, look what happened. He got wow. the chance, and he scored the goal. That's a special moment right there. Yeah, it is. That is pretty darn cool. I got to tell you, uh, paging Mr. Betashore, every time you talk to your son, tell him <laughs> to score a goal for you because that was a beauty, and man – if you watch, go back, if you see, a, 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 like, a video of this, you know, LAFC on their social media, as you know, Mario, they send out a lot of stuff, right? Oh, the lot, best, yeah. Yeah. Follow it. Go find the goal. The way that Beta uses his body to shield off the defender, first and foremost, and then to put the shot on goal the way he did, outside of the foot type of goal, into the far corner. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, that is a finish that Steven Beta sure pulled off. He had two goals last year and four assists. He's more of an assist guy throughout his career, but, man, what a finish. And, yeah, gorgeous, really. That was his first of the season, but you imagine he might find some more sneaking forward. That was a great – what a great story. I don't know who gets more props, his dad for kind of yeah. predicting it, kind of, sort of, or, or Beta for putting it in. Well, I'll say this. I would give it to his dad. Let's split the credit, though, because Beta had a lot of work to do. The pass was incredible. The run was great. And then, you know, for Edward Atuesta to see that run, which was really truly a thing of beauty, the way Betashore ran off the defender and the inside shoulder – and then, but Beta had a lot of work to do. It was a great pass, but you still got to stick it in the back of the net, hitting that angle with a great first touch. Yeah, you know, because how often do we see Mario a great pass, and then the guy making the run, his first touch is like a brick house. Oh, what a touch by uh, oh. by Beta for sure! And the pass from uh, Twesta, man, he's oh, playing at an yes. all-star level. It's ridiculous. Oh, he really is. I mean, MLS best eleven type of level. Yes, for uh, Twesta and Carlos Vela certainly. But man, Stephen Betashore, what a great story that was. A just a fantastic finish. And to top it all off, Beta's going to join us next week to talk about his uh, oh. podcast he's got going on with Jordan Harvey. It's oh, called Back Jordan. to Back. Okay, yeah, if you yeah. didn't hear about that. Yeah, and by the way, if you miss anything, hit the podcast, please, okay? You know, just go find the podcast, Soccer Weekly, on iTunes or on your ESPN Pod Center or whatever podcatcher you use, and then subscribe to it. Rate it and review it as much as you can. Well, not, you can only do it once, but I mean, please do, all of you, and we really appreciate that. The great Mario Rees. Mario, thanks so much there you, for Dave. stoppage time, buddy. Once again, you can hit us up on the show at Talk Soccer. Feel free to let us know what you want to hear about, what you feel about the show. Not getting a lot of Liga Amekis in in the last uh, week or so. Yes, we had the Uka Derby recently. I don't even want to talk about that, though. No, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to a little bit more of that coming up. Well, you know, as you heard, Stephen Betashore next week. Thank you so much for listening. This is Talk uh, Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm at Talk Soccer on Twitter. Don't forget, Saturday, LAFC taking on D.C. United in D.C. You can hear it right here. On the home of world football in Southern California, this is ESPN L.A.